Hello, 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 Jamila. Hi there, Shelly. It feels like I haven't talked to you in ages, uh, Jamila, and and we're neighbors. We figured out after all of this exactly. time. So, but exactly, you heard my voice. Yes, here we are. Um, it's good that we're we're launching our our, our new time and place. Right. You know, as That's far right. as formatting our show. So, so um, we, we're excited about this new time because we figured if we could do this a thirty-minute show uh-huh. instead of the hour, we can do it every week. And yes, that way. You know, people get more information, get access to more entrepreneurs, more experts, and all of that. So we're really excited about it, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be seeing the listeners every week now. Sure, and I'm 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 really thrilled that uh, we're continuing on with this. We get such good feedback of people, you know, just and and right now, especially, who knew we would have a pandemic in 2020? Who knew? Who, who knew? knew that I wouldn't be physically sitting in sitting the in the studio with, with me? But hey, <laughs> this right. is this is how we're doing it for now until. Our new normal gets all sorted out. We tell everyone right. to pack your patients whenever That's you're right. going anywhere. <laughs> That's cute. Pack and we're I have to give Pat Trot from uh, from the travel agency credit for that. That's her her quote. Pack your patients, and uh, right. and here we are uh, getting our program underway. And we're welcoming uh, Joyce Chesley Hayward. Maybe you can introduce Joyce and 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 her business and uh, sure. what we're chatting about, Jamila. Sure. We're excited to have Joyce on. She owns Fusion for Business, which is an accounting services firm. And we've had the pleasure of working with Joyce at BDC in several capacities. Um, So she's very familiar to us. And we always turn to her when we need support with providing um, financial assistance. She's taught our QuickBooks course. Um, So certainly she has a expert information. And now is the time to really be looking at your finances and trying to figure out um, what you can do to sustain yourself through this this time. And then what are you going to do afterwards? So I'm very excited to have Joyce here with us. Joyce, I will let you fill in all of the blanks that I left. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, good afternoon, Shelly. Good afternoon, Jamila. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And Just to add that we are a financial services firm helping with really management systems so that businesses can experience profit freedom in their businesses and their lives. So as well as doing the accounting, what I have found is that people, most people don't like the word accounting. A lot of people, they they just shy away from it. So I try to make the numbers simple and make it make sense to the everyday business person, especially those who don't want to deal with the numbers but know they need the numbers. So we try to make sure that businesses know what they need to do to pivot, to make it, to do what they have to do to price. So whatever we can do to help them to build a strong management team and a strong financial system so that they can do what they love to do, which is operate their business and hopefully make money with it. That's right. I mean, I think it's so important now, Joyce, um, one of the things that I think that you're doing now, which I think is, is great, is you're actually working with um, small business owners to support them in the way that you said. But what what have you seen that's different now as opposed to what you were doing um, po- pre-COVID? Pre-COVID and post-COVID. Yeah. Yes. And I will say for me, it's very similar in that it's what I've been trying to get people to do all the time. And I'm hearing a lot of things that's very very funny, but it's very true that you only know someone doesn't have their pants on when the tide goes out or now when they're on a Zoom call and you see that they look great, you know, heads up. That's so funny. (laughs) So many people have been caught out that way. Great analogy. Great analogy. And 
that's what it is with their finances as well, that it's not that COVID-19 caused it, but it's highlighting what mm. probably already wasn't there, wasn't already there, wasn't already in place. But what I'm finding is businesses are coming to me more so. I am getting calls from people that I may have spoken with in the past, and they may have said, oh, I'll call you one day. Well, now they're calling because they're struggling to prepare information for the banks, for BDC. Right. They don't always know how to pivot or innovate. They're not quite sure how to price themselves. They don't know what to do. And so I like, I love this because this is what I love to do is to help businesses look at what they're doing and how to move forward in a different way, in a new way, or even the way they were doing it. But do they know that they were doing the right things and making enough money so that they can continue to do it. I had one client recently call me and say, oh, we're going to do more of X, Y, and Z. I said, but remember, that X, Y, and Z wasn't making you money. That was costing you money. And so they were like, oh, yeah, right. I said, yeah, you were doing that just for a couple of clients because they were doing other things with you. But remember, if you do more of that, you're going to lose money, and that's not a good thing right now. And so... So that's what I find is that right now I'm assisting more businesses that are now finding out what they didn't know. They, they're right. knowing, they're starting to know what they didn't know, what they were missing, helping those who are struggling to prepare information and giving advice on pricing, what to do in this time, how to look at whether changing to do something else is going to be profitable, and really the projections. A lot of persons had not done cash flow projections, had not predicted, had not done forecasting, and so I'm finding that even though I provide that for people, sometimes they say, oh, well, no, we don't want that service. So we just want you to do our books. And really, right. it's a lot more than that. Especially now, Joyce, one of the things that you said is forecasting. And, I, you know, some <laughs> yeah. people may be like, what is that? You know, I get the profit <laughs> and loss in the income statement. But forecasting right now is, I think, extremely important. With so many uncertainties, it's really yeah. difficult, I would think, yes. as well. Yes, yes. And so it is how, very important. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, how? what does that look like? So for some businesses who, like you said, they're used to doing the basic ca- cash flow or may not even be used to doing that, when you say to them, okay, let's for- what exactly does forecasting mean? What that means is looking at what you're doing now, forecasting, I should reiterate to make sure everybody's clear. So when you forecast, you're looking, you're looking ahead as best you can. And as you said, Shelly, it's it's difficult sometimes to try to figure out what is going to be next. It's taking as much predictability as you can and putting it in that crystal ball, but really trying to use your history to forecast what can be in the future. Kind of like the weatherman does, right? Yes, (laughs) exactly. Absolutely. (laughs) And, And I will say we use historic to forecast or predict the future. So, for some businesses, for example, I'll take um, there's there's a bakery that's now saying, okay, this is what we were doing, this is what we now plan to do. So they are going to sell some of the same things. So they know what their prices are, they but they know that they now need to package it. So now we can say, okay, what is the packaging going to cost? What are is the delivery going to cost? And how far are you going to be able to go to deliver it? How many can you do in a day? So those are the kinds of things I ask all those kinds of questions so we can really look at if we plan to do this, what is it going to cost you and what are you going to be able to make from it? And is it at the end of the day going to be profitable for you? So we try to think of all the different scenarios of what they might want to do based on what they already have been doing. And what we try to look at is, as they say, the low-hanging fruit or what's in your hand. What are you already doing that you can do in this new environment? And if you need to change to something completely different, then can we price that? How do we look at that? 
What, what are the costs? So quite often, if you have an idea, if a business owner has an idea of what they want to do, then we can break, this, break it down into bite size. You know, it's like taking the, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so right. we take, take it little by little by little to build the story as to what it is that they want to do. Right. And is that industry specific or can you do that with any industry? You can do that with any industry. It's, it can be more difficult if there's something that's never been done before and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do I do this. But again, it's little pieces because um, at some point you have to have the, the information to build it. So, for example, you know, there's a company that's doing a lot of delivery right now that mm-hmm. had to develop a website. So they had to figure out how much time do we think it's going to take us to develop this website and how much time is it going to take us to load in the information. And that was information they didn't know. So you start it with a a good estimate and then you build upon it. And and the good thing about forecasting is that it's not an exact science. I won't say it's a good thing, but it's, it, it can be adjusted. The, the thing about right. projections and forecasting is you know that it's, it's not a science, so to speak. It's not a, a written in stone. So you can look at it today and say, oh, we think this is going to take 10 hours. And you talk to the developer and they say, no, that's a 20-hour project. So, okay, we, we increase that cost. But at least you have something, you begin with something so that you can start to say, what do we think this is going to look like? So it's putting all those pieces together to try to get a picture. And it's, it, it is not necessarily industry specific, but the information you need to build the forecast, yeah. you do need that industry information or history from that company as best you can. And that's where you come in to help them kind of compile all of that information, I guess. Yes, exactly, exactly. So one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you about, because, you know, BBC is offering our um, loan grant COVID, you know, funding program that we're trying to, to support businesses with. And, of course, one of the things that we're asking businesses to do is to project what their cash is going to look like or what their income revenue is going to be like post-COVID, like starting now if you're not operating. And and so some of the feedback that we've been getting is that they're like, how am I supposed to do that? Like, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) So if we use examples like a hair salon, they're not going to be opening into phase four, right? Right. So when someone is being asked to project what they are potentially, where should they even start? What I suggest with my clients and what I do with them is I say to them, let's look at best case, middle case, worst case. And, and, and so what I say to them is in phase four, and let's take a hair salon. So with a hair salon, are you going to only see clients? And are you going to have them come to you? Are you going to go to them? How many stylists do you have? How many are comfortable coming into the office or into the salon? How many are, you know, because they may say, well, we really only want to start with two people because of social distancing or physical Mm -hmm. distancing. We only are going to have two stylists. So let's look at those two stylists or your stylists in, let's say, February, if February, well, let's not say February, Belt Valentine's is there, so a lot of people may get their hair done in February, but in a month where there's not a lot of traffic, let's pick your worst month, and let's look at two of your stylists, or if it's one person, let's look at your worst month and see what was the number that you did in that month, and let's take that by half. Let's start with the worst, worst case, or let's even start calling some of your 
clients now, you know phase four may be coming in the next two, three months. Let's say even it comes in a month. Maybe start calling your client and say, mm-hmm. are you comfortable coming into the salon? And if so, how often would you come? You used to come once a week. Are you still going to be coming once a week? Do you have mm-hmm. the funds to come once a week? So there's some upfront work you can do. But what I would first say is let's begin with what you think you're actually going to start with. Is it one stylist or if it's just yourself? If it's just yourself, how many hours are you going to work a day? How many clients can you see in a day? What's your average price that you charge for a client? So okay. if it's you know $50 and you're going to see five people, so you're going to say $250 a day and you're going to work five days a week. So that's how we begin to build the, the case, the, the you know projections what? of the cash flow. So what you said that I think is very interesting and the light bulb just went off in my head it, it speaks to what you said about how do you eat an elephant. You break it down. And the interesting thing is that they actually have the information that they need to make the projections. Yeah. Because yeah. what you said was, let's look at your slowest month and yeah. look at one of your stylists, just one, and yeah. see what they did in that slowest month. So you actually have that as historical data is just knowing what to do with it and how to use it to be able to forecast and to come up with those projections. Exactly. That's a really really good tip. And I would imagine that that could be applied with all businesses, seasonal ones and and all of them, um, to just use that kind of worst month as a starting point. And then understanding that it's just going to be a slow going until you get back into um, normal operating, you know, exactly, exactly. And for some, I've said, look at your slowest month or look at when you first started. What was it mm. like when you first started? Did you grow from three hours a day to four hours a day to five hours a day? Did you grow from five clients a day to six to seven? Did you grow into the weekends? So it's those kinds of things where I, I, it's a lot of questions where, and you're right, people have that information. If they've been in business, it's in their head quite often or it's in their point of sale system. Quite often we have all of this information in their point of sale system, in their QuickBooks. That's one of the, the keys I always say to persons is have numbers, track it. You know, you have your, if we have to, some people right now, I have a client that's actually going back to all their bank statements. They've used this time to like take all their bank statements because they hadn't called me and they hadn't been doing their, their accounting. They hadn't had me or anyone doing their accounting. They were doing it themselves. So they're now pulling the information together and they're seeing the trend. They're seeing, mm. oh, wow, summer was really busy for me, but mornings are really busy, but midday is kind of slow. And so they, they, they sometimes they know these things intuitively because they do it every day themselves. But I would say, go back to when you first started and think, how was it with your, with building your business? And we can maybe look at it like that. And for some, it's going to be a boom. When they open the door, people might be standing there waiting to come in. I'm sure. (laughs) But, but, you know, that's where everyone is a little bit different. And that's where you have to look at your own business and what your client base is what you're offering and do you need to switch your, change your offerings a little bit? You know, some people might say, okay, I'm going to offer do it yourself kits at home. Some people might say, you know what? I have senior citizens and they're not comfortable coming out um, because they're in the high risk group. So maybe I I sell to their daughter or son or whoever is going to maybe wash their hair at home. I'll sell them the kit. This is everything I use in their hair. And here's some instructions. Now, this kit's going to cost you X, Y, Z, because I'm giving you some information and my expertise and my special sauce that you can't buy anywhere, but I'm giving it to you. So there's various ways that you can be creative and maybe do things a little differently. But there's also picking up the phone and calling your clients as well to try to find out 
who's coming and when they might come and if they, if they're comfortable coming because if mm-hmm. you find that things need to switch a little bit then what else do you do how do you do it differently so let me ask you this question because you have I mean you just made some great uh suggestions of what they could do like the self-care kits and that sort of thing and and I'm thinking you could do like a YouTube video tutorial that mm-hmm. maybe you can charge for exactly um, so, in terms of the clients that you have been working with, are there any kind of similarities that you see across industries or or um, size of business or anything like that? Any recurring issues? Um, and what what are you recommending that businesses do to address those issues? I will say I have seen the gamut of things in this time. Okay. It really brought okay. a lot of things to fore. And I'm yeah. trying to think um, what has been similar. Well, And I guess really the main thing that's been similar is everyone is trying to figure out how can I do what I do online? How can yes. I do what I do without having to physically see somebody? And and it's been and people have been very, very, very creative. And like you said, it's um, – how do I now monetize that? So how do I take my knowledge and my expertise and, and charge for it? Do right. I do a Zoom? Do I do a YouTube call? Do I do a webinar? Do I do a podcast? How do I take this information that I have in my head? And so many people, and I think one of the common denominators is people have realized that they are smarter than they thought they were, that mm. they have information that they never realized they were using. Well, it's valuable. And that's yeah. valuable. Yeah. It's yeah. valuable. And so um, the other thing with that is that quite often they may not have a Facebook presence or Twitter or Instagram or even a website, and now they're realizing they've got to get up to speed quickly so they can sell online, so they can receive funds online and track it. So those are the kinds of things I'm seeing. I would say in general that with the service industries, the the thing that I think I'm seeing um, similar across is that persons are trying to figure out how they will get comfortable and how they'll make their clients comfortable when they come back. So they're now looking at what do I need to have in my office so that persons know we've cleaned thoroughly or that we're doing the hand washing, we're social distancing. Do they need to sell masks with their logo on it? Do they Uh need to have hand sanitizer with their logo on it? What do they need to do to make sure that if persons have to come into their their office, like, you know, a couple of doctors or physicians, what, what can they do? How can they make people feel comfortable? Restaurants and retail are, are also saying, you know, will people feel comfortable with a server coming up to them with a mask on? You know, is that mm-hmm. an oxymoron, you know, that you're making somebody feel welcome and you can't even see their smile? That's um, right. So, it's like, thank you very much for caring about me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, but, or put a smile on the mask. Exactly. You know, thank you. You know, so I think people had begun to think creatively, but for the business-wise, I think they really are starting to realize that they have to think of how they're going to track what they do a little bit better, how they're going to operate in an online environment, and make sure that they're collecting money for that. Because, like you said, if you're going to give somebody a YouTube training, but you give everything for free, when do you ever collect? Yeah, you have to get some return. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shelly, you you know that yes. you know, ever since we've been doing the show together, we've always been trying to figure out how to get from you to online and to get people to 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 do um, transact online. Exactly. COVID, yes, it, it's mm-hmm. a horrible thing, but <laughs> it I has think forced the issue. It's forced the issue. Yeah. It's 
force yeah. the issue. So whether people like it or not, um, mm-hmm. the online doing business online could necessary uh, now. potentially save their business, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and so I, I, some people are saying, you know, we've had these conversations and we're like, Oh, once COVID is over and we go back, do you think it's going to go back? No, it's not going back. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> exactly. It's not going back. I was like, you mean, you've made my life easier. I don't have to physically leave my house to purchase something and you're going to take it away from me? I don't know. No, the so. new normal is working it's itself normal. out every day now, new isn't normal. it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's for sure. Yep. Just the for other day, sure. I had an interview with a local business here. I believe they're called Decisions and... Um, they're, they've uh, created a, a platform for payment that doesn't require people to give their, um, you know, credit card information over the phone. Um, and that's for all the local, you know, restaurateurs and retailers here, uh, you know, called curbside. And so that's this right. is something that the, this business, local business here on, here on the island, got together lickety split and uh, can yeah. be set up easily. And they're offering, like like we just talked about, how do you monetize? They're offering a free introduction for a couple months because everybody's, wow. you know, kind of uh, in a little bit of a let's wait and see what our forecast, right, is going to be. Right. Everybody's <laughs> exactly. waiting for that forecast. So here we are with, with somebody quick like a bunny, as my grandmother used yeah. to say, uh, <laughs> thinking on his feet and pivoting and saying, I'm going to create this, you know. Yes. It's yes. so funny you met, brought him up because we actually just had a demo of it today, and it's great. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunities that this presents. Yeah, I think I produce- mentioned it to him when I interviewed him that you know the BEDC. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. we, we actually we actually met, but but something like that, a tool like that for Joyce, would I would imagine make your life easier because yes. it's going to allow people to put the information in mm-hmm. that yes. you will need to put together and prepare reports and help them with forecasting. So it's going to digitize all of that. And, all of and the transactions and keep yes, them secure too. That was the main thing, you know, cause that's everybody's fear. I would assume Joyce is yeah, you being an accountant is, is, is yeah. who, who knows my password and who knows my balance and who knows my account numbers and things. So, yeah. So I'm yeah. Glad you mentioned that because mm-hmm. that is something that, as you asked Jamila, what are some of the similarities? And that's a good point because a lot are concerned about sure. that. And that's why some people are talking about, do we have to stay in this way? Because we're hearing, and we had um, our Winning Wednesday discussion yesterday, and one of the banks was on, and they mentioned that there is worldwide a lot of credit card fraud right now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's natural because it's unfortunately the time we're in when things ramp up online, the persons who are not up to good are right there also as well. ramping up. So that's exactly. Right. They're definitely ramping up. And so it's great to hear about the security because that's what a lot of businesses have been concerned about as well. What do what do I do? How do I not use my account number, not use my credit card or mm-hmm. you know, what what and, and you can be held accountable if you are taking credit card information and you take it in a way that's not safe. And right. your clients get compromised or your database is not a secure database. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's great to hear about. Um, I'm going to contact de- decisions right after we get off. The there you go. Yeah. Um, Tell them Shelly sent you. Yeah. Thank you. Because that's <laughs> definitely um, something we were just talking about it on the call yesterday. And so many of my clients are looking for those options that may not, they may not have already had their own platform or a platform right. that was ready for this. And, you know, and it does That's take it. a little bit of time, but this time, as you said, has made so much creativity come to fore. And so many clients are doing things that they never 
thought they would do. I mean, I have to give a shout out to Sweet Sack, you know, St. George's, that, you know, she's doing Mother's Day gift boxes and things, oh, you know, and she's, it's awesome. And, you know, and she's delivering them for Mother's Day, you know, and there's a little, you know, sweet for your sweet, you know, for yep. your mom. And it's oh, just, that's really cute. It's really, really cute. And and so many people, and she actually did a, um, a course online that she charged for to learn how to make hot cross buns. I right saw before, that. Yes, before. Yeah, that was so awesome. It's things like that, you know, that you people are being very creative. And if they don't have an ability to accept money online, they have to really fast. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. In a yeah. secure way. The one of the things that I want to do on the show, too, is also bring, like, people like um, Decisions on here, um, P-Ticks, because there are solutions that yeah. can get you there quickly. So, yeah. like, virtual markets, a lot of times the challenge for some people is oh, the time it takes to set up a merchant account at the bank. Like, I don't yeah. have those resources. I don't have the money to be able to do that. But what you can do with a virtual market Similar to the way PTIX, where you would buy your ticket online, mm-hmm. it's set up right. similarly. You can list your business, list your products online. People actually use their platform to purchase, yes. and then they transfer the, the funds into your account. Mm-hmm. And yes. so people like um, PTIX, people like um, Amazuda, Admuda, um, even this, this new, um, what's it called, Curbside? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of these are are now coming and there are innovations that are being um, put forward to help retailers, to help small businesses who don't necessarily have that online um, platform already. Now, I'm looking at the time and I'm used to having an hour, you know. (laughs) Five minutes. Five minutes, Mrs. Lodge. My behavior. (laughs) (laughs) So, in those five minutes, Joyce, I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about more uh, what you mentioned with your your Wednesday shows. Um, Tell us a little bit about that, why you started it, how people can participate, and what kind of things you discuss in those sessions. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that and the opportunity. No so uh, we have something called Winning Wednesdays. And so we, what we do on Winning Wednesdays is that we invite persons to, uh, business owners, to come on to a call where we have a discussion and we talk about what they may be interested in. So for the last couple of Wednesdays, we've had uh, Jamila on. We've had, um, so we've had BBC. We've had Chamber of Commerce. We've had both um, so far we've had Butterfield Bank and yesterday we had Clarion Bank. And so what we're doing is bringing businesses together because we know during this time they have questions. And Mm -hmm. what we looked at was like, as we say, iron sharpening iron. How can people help one another? But we've had guests come on so that they can give some information that we know are burning questions top of mind. And so that's what the Winning Wednesdays have been for. It's on Zoom. The meeting ID is 282-649-152. But persons can email me, contact me. I'm on Facebook. We have my business that the program we've set up is called Profit Freedom. So we have a Profit Freedom Tribe, a Profit Freedom Business Roundtable that's an open Facebook page, or my Facebook page, Joyce Chesley Hayward. 
and LaJoyce at Fusion4, the number 4business.com, any of those ways they want to contact me because I don't put the password out there because of no Zoom bombers, as they say. So um, You talked about security, right? Yes, Can you imagine? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would also um, just reiterate that, you know, we, we are trying to promote this type of engagement because we know that BDC, we can't do it all. And so right. we know that there are people like yourself, other entrepreneurs who have these resources out there to support people. And we've heard from entrepreneurs, they're like, sometimes they're feeling like they're just overwhelmed. Out there in the wilderness. And, you know, (laughs) we're just floating out here. We don't know what we should be doing. And so understanding that you have these weekly meetups on Wednesdays. Um, We are going to be doing the show every Thursday so people can tune in. And so as we learn about different things like this, of course, we will put it on our website. We will send it out in our newsletters. We'll put it on our social media handles. So for those of you who may not have gotten what Joyce said, please feel free to email us at info at BEDC.BM or you can call us. We're still answering the phone. People they are answer like, that phone right phone. away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, like, we are still working, honey. We are still yes. working. So um, we're really, really thankful for you coming on. Um, it went so quick. I had all these yes. questions I didn't ask. But <laughs> oh, gosh. I think, okay. I, I think the key is that you are accessible. Um, yes. You are having your discussions every Wednesday. And for those people who want to hear more about forecasting and how they can actually use the information that they have to make some projections of what their future could look like after COVID, um, they can get in touch with you and, and get more information from you. So thank yes. you so much again for being here, Joyce. Thank I appreciate you. And I should have said when, 1 o'clock on Wednesdays. And so thanks again for having me, Shelley. And it's our pleasure. Camila. And, yep, we just want to help make profit freedom possible for businesses. So thank you again for having me, Joyce, at Fusion4Business.com. Mm-hmm. All right, Joyce McShore. And we're almost <laughs> at the top of the hour. I might have 30 seconds to get my little spiel in. Keep, girl, you um, got two whole minutes. You go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, for the listeners, I just want to say thank you for hanging in there with us. We're excited to be able to come to you every week. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we will have more entrepreneurs on like Joyce, who sure. are industry experts in their own right. But we also would like to be showcasing new entrepreneurs who are doing new things and innovating um, despite all of the things that are going on with this Mm COVID-19. Next week, I'm really excited about having one of our incubatees on who is participating in our Enterprise Bermuda Incubating Program, and her name is Corey Hippolyte, Mm -hmm. and um, she's launching something big. I don't even know what it is, so maybe we'll find out what that is together. Um, That'll be exciting. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Very nice. Um, Yes. So I just want to thank everyone for listening and just reminding everyone that if you don't mind your business, then who will? Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Thanks for joining us today, Joyce. We really do appreciate it. Jamila, I think this is going to be great. We're on every week. We can keep the continuity going. Of course, everyone needs to remember to contact BEDC.BM anytime you want to find out about anything we're talking about. There'll be a way to navigate through uh, from their website to get the information you want. Ask for what you want in life. That's our motto. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shelly. Thanks, right. guys. It's been Thanks, my pleasure, guys. Shelly. Take care. Right. Have a good day. Thank Be you. Stay uh, well. You too. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye-bye, Jamila. Bye, Shelly. See you next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda Business starts here.